You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. This is the No Doubt About It podcast. No doubt about it. And now your hosts, Christy and Mark Ronchetti. Wow. We got breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. Definitely a special edition today. Oh, goodness gracious is it ever. We did not anticipate this, did we? No. And we're like just so upset we're going to just go ahead and roll with this show right yeah, away. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to say real quick before we jet, giant, sorry, jump right into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I ordered a fun sign for our, our studio that I felt like should be here. And it's, it is truly a sign that it showed up today. Yeah. If you can do that uh, shot of just Ava, you'll yeah. see we have this cool wooden flag is. sign from this company called Joyfully Said. They're great. And we have a lot of their um, artwork around our house. And I thought this was especially cool. And I just think how ironic yeah. that it shows up this morning on the day that uh, our current governor is trying to single-handedly Wipe out the Second Amendment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's important day to make sure we all have our flags out there today. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, well, uh, we are coming to you uh, with uh, Jay McCleskey joining us. Uh, we were going to do a different show uh, today, but then given what's happened here over the past uh, couple of days, Michelle Lujan Grisham basically suspends the concealed carry in the city of Albuquerque um, by fiat. And just deciding just it. That, that's it. Yeah. That's the end of the Second Amendment. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And, and so we have a lot of reaction to that. We want to go over what the implications of this thing are. And, and Jay joining us to do that. So, Jay, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah. I guess we'll have to do the Cowboys Giants preview later. Yeah, no, we're going to we're going to have a full couple hours. Uh, <laughs> oh, Cowboys geez. Giants. And oh my gosh. turns out that's not going to happen for us. So we want to start where all of this started. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you want to start with this babe, and sure, kind of well, talk about I mean, the tweet and how it all kind of got going and then and then where it leaves us. Yeah, let's uh let's show her tweet Ava that she put out here a couple of days ago where she said that she signed an executive order declaring gun violence a public health emergency. Um, she's going to demand some change, everybody. Enough is enough and more coming for me tomorrow. So that's how she kind of started this whole ordeal, right? Where we right. knew something was coming down. She's she The last time she declared a public health order emergency was under the COVID situation, which shut us down for mm, a little over two years, if I recall, um, under her public emergency. Yeah, order. Stripped, a, stripped a bunch of rights. Right. And yeah. I've been nervous that they do something like this with guns. You can see them. They'll try to do it a public health emergency with climate change and mm-hmm. try to get strip rights away with that. I think it's very dangerous. The precedent she set yeah. Yeah. The, the right she could strip away just with her COVID order. Right. And so then the next day she comes out and she basically under this, you know, emergency order, um, she is suspending the right to carry firearms. And obviously it's getting a lot of national news. We're seeing it this morning. We wake up, um, it's, you know, it was on the AP. Right. That went pretty broad. It is on Fox. It's on everywhere right now where everybody's really talking about this. So it's quite a uh, 
Time to chat. Right. And, and so let's start. Uh, let's do. I want to kind of get your initial thoughts on, on what mm-hmm. happened here. And then we'll, we'll, we'll go to her presser and we'll listen to what she says, which when you listen to these quotes, they're absolutely staggering in, in what she says mm-hmm. here and, and how she shreds the Constitution. And by the way, even beyond that, and I'll start with this take. Yes, it's unconstitutional. Yes, it's going to get blown out in a court and she's going to get sent packing with this. There's no doubt. It's, it's not going to stand. However, I think what's even worse about this fact is she has led to and her policies have led to exactly the situation that we're in. We're a sanctuary state. We are a state that has endorsed catch and release, no bail. We're a state that absolutely does not take seriously law enforcement. And so she literally gets in the way of law enforcement. She makes being a cop impossible. And we've seen Albuquerque set records for murders year over year during her tenure. And then her response to this isn't to enforce the law, pass new laws, pass new three strikes laws, and to lock down those who commit crimes. Her solution is to go after law-abiding citizens who are not the ones committing the crime. And so to me, there's two points to this, not only not being constitutional, but at the same time, what she has proposed will make the state less safe. I mean, I think it's it's pretty stunning when you start to think that a leader is arrogant enough to believe that an executive order can strip away constitutional rights. It would be the same as if she issued an order saying the news can no longer talk about crime or I'm now suspending the right to a jury trial. Right. Like, you can't do that. And, yeah. and But it's that arrogance of power. And I think it's just trying to take attention away from how badly she has failed, how badly Mayor Keller has failed with all their policies that have basically have led to this. This is not a situation they inherited. It's a situation they created. Yeah. yeah and I think what's frustrating to me is obviously that she is, she is, uh, yes, we've had a lot of gun violence here by criminals, by a lot of early release criminals, by folks that we don't even know are here legally. We have a lot of issues with cr- crime here. She's going after law abiding citizens who have gone through the permitting process to carry and conceal. And now she's saying that this is her chance to to take this on, right? Instead of doing something, you mean, Mark and I talked about this. Why not have a special session where she actually puts things into place and she really actually, you know, puts, puts some things into place, which she could easily do instead of, Hey, I'm going to just put something into um, here now. That's just going to take away, strip away some legal rights for you folks. The folks that are actually probably obeying the law. Well, think about this for a minute. Really what she's assuming here is this is the most charitable thing you can say for for Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. And that is she looks at this and says, well, you know, there are probably a lot of criminals out there who have decided, you know, I'm going to I'm going to invest in my educational future. I'm going to take those 15 hours to conceal uh, carry permit. Pass uh, a background check. Yeah, I'm going to pass a background check. I'm really going to invest in what's going on here. It's about time I go to school. It's about time I figure Mm -hmm. out what's going on. She knows this isn't going to work. This is virtue signaling, grandstanding at its worst. And now it has just created a massive firestorm. But, but Jay, it's kind of interesting on this. Do you think it's possible that she looked at this and she says, you know what? And, and there's been this accusation of her, and I'm not sure it's fair or not, but this accusation of always looking to get something in D.C. again and not be here. Right. Do you think, first of all, A, is this in service to that? And B, will it work? Um, I don't know if it's in service to this. I mean, there's a, whether she's playing to her base to try to, you know, get that cabinet post finally from Biden if he were to win re-election. But I think it'll blow up in her face if that's what she's doing. Because to make a decision like this, to do something that's this, just in the face of the Constitution, 
it, it's stunning that someone would ever do this and a politician would do this. She's going to have to answer to that in the Senate confirmation. And I think the Republican senators in particular, it's not a gun issue anymore. It's the fact that you will just do whatever you want and you're willing to shred the constitution. And that should give a lot of people pause. I think it'll blow up in her face if, um, if that is why she's doing this. I, I just think they're free. They can't, their policies have failed so bad and it's just difficult to keep covering it up. Right. It's difficult to get people to stop talking about it when you have an 11 year old killed, when you have a five year old killed, right. people start talking about it and what can I do? And just goes out and tries to do something this out of control. And we will talk about, and we talked about this in the campaign. We we brought up example after example where she is making this a more dangerous state. And she never had to answer for it. She was never called out on it. We'll go through some of that. And then we'll go through specific policy solutions that you can actually implement to help the situation. But we want you to hear first what she actually said. So, so Ava, let's go with clip three. It's a little longer clip. It's about a minute and 30 seconds yeah. or so. Yep. But, but what you'll hear in this clip is some of her rationale for deciding to shred the Constitution. And she gives away the game because she basically admits at the end, it's not going to work. Right. Take a look. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carrying license? With one exception. And that is... If there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute. Okay. You're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are there rights? But, but but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. Yep. Here it is. 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 On the streets for 30 days? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, I my mean, goodness. Yeah, I can't. I mean, this is appalling on every single level. First of all, I know you're going to jump in on this, but I have to say, again, for those of the, the folks that don't live in the state of New Mexico or haven't heard, we did have a five-year-old uh, who got killed by teenagers. She was sleeping in her trailer in yep. her mobile park home. She was killed by t some drive-by shooters that came into her mobile right. home park. An 11-year-old boy was shot and killed by another drive-by outside of a baseball game, a minor league baseball game yep. this past week. These people that did the crimes are not the people that have these concealed weapon permits by at all on any single level. So she's sitting there saying... Well, what about the parents of these kids? And well, you're not catching these criminals any faster by doing this. Yep. This isn't even going after those criminals. Right. I think what she said, there's a line there. If I'm unsafe, who's standing up? And, and that's the point. Yeah. The reason people are exercising their Second Amendment right is because that's what you're supposed to do for self-defense. 
people are are getting these permits. People are open carrying. People are are purchasing firearms because they feel unsafe in this community because she has failed because the mayor has failed. That's why they're they're doing this. And she kind of nailed it right there without realizing it. She's sitting there with an armed security detail. Always. Always. Yep. She's not disarming them. Right. No. But she's willing to disarm average citizens. Well, I love her line where she says, somebody should do something. I feel unsafe. Yeah. You should have done something. We've talked about this for how many years now? Well, yeah. And and, and that's the issue, right? It is... You have seen this this governor and the legislature, too. Remember, they deserve a lot of blame, too. You have regular bills that come up. Bill Ream is a representative from here in Albuquerque that regularly brings up bills to toughen our laws across the state of New Mexico, and never do they get through the legislature. They stop because we have a legislature who has zero interest in making this a safer state, and neither does she. So what does she do instead? She goes in virtue signals and shreds the Second Amendment. She knows it won't work. She said it right in that very soundbite. And yet now what she does is then she says, I've got to do something. Here's what you do. You lock up people who commit crimes and then you pass tougher laws and then you make sure that you stop with the sanctuary city policies. These things can happen right away and you can make things safer in this city and in this state. But she has zero interest in doing it. And that's the problem with a career politician. And we see him do it all the time. They care about the next position. She doesn't care about solving this problem. If she did, she could call a special session and have this addressed right away. And it's not like this is something new. This has been going on for years and years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, what's the emergency? She's getting more press calls about it, maybe, because of these high-profile cases. Yeah. It's been going on for years and years and years. And when they sit and talk and wish she stood in the campaign, the, the system's broken. Right. Like, she is the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yep. appoints the judges. Right. The She's appointed judges. all these liberal judges, the catch and release, the parole board who releases um, she her party controls the legislature. She can get whatever she wants through. She's bragged about that. And don't forget. The prison population, since she's taken office, is down 26%. She releases them back out on the street. So how does she fight this problem? She goes after people who absolutely have the constitutional right to carry their gun. And in fact, she suggested arresting them. Well, and we should just add, the one thing she has done is she's passed a lot of gun control measures. She passed the universal background check. She passed the red flag law. She uh, passed the, the Benny's law for the safe storage act. But none of those, like people have said, they're not going to affect crime, and they have not affected crime. Right, Right. they're not aimed at actual criminals who are doing these crimes. They're just aimed at law-abiding gun owners. Well, or or they're aimed at these these one-off situations that are a complete tragedy. There's no doubt. Like Benny's situation, Benny Hargrave, that's a tragic situation. However, broadly, trying to reduce crime and what you need to do to reduce that crime is is quite simple, actually. And, And they've gone in the opposite direction. But I do want to get to clip four. So I want you guys to listen to clip four and what she says here. And I want you to react to this because the biggest reaction across the country to this has been, I can't believe she had the temerity to do that, to even do this. But not only did she have the guts to go out and do something that is completely unconstitutional, she had the guts to say that she wants to arrest law-abiding gun owners more than anything else. Listen to this in clip four. If someone's got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not going to get arrested. I can make the point that they maybe they should be. Uh, unreal. It's unbelievable. Unreal. How about you arrest the actual criminals? I still just, I think, you know, Jay, you had a good point. She, you know, obviously people went up in arms over this when this 11 year old boy got shot outside of, you know, the isotopes game. 
That is a huge deal, right? That is a, a mm-hmm. massive news story. I feel like this was such a quick grab. I don't even know where this came from. Like, there's no way she gave this any sort of thinking. She ne- she clearly didn't get any and, legal and she's counsel. Clearly, I mean, any staffer up there, I guess, who told her what she needed to hear instead of what she wanted to hear got fired. And, and so there <laughs> right. is no one up there. Say, well, this is a really bad idea. This is a terrible yeah. idea. And we actually have really good ideas. But what she's saying there, I mean, she's banning not just concealed carry, but all carry in um, in Bernalillo County and right. Albuquerque. But the fact that it just puts a lie to their, oh, we just care about background checks. Because people with concealed carry permits have, have received background checks. Yep. They've gone through uh, 15 hours of training on the law and at the range, and they've been certified. So And they have to be 21. And they have to be 21. So- they're not the problem. No. It, but no. she wants to arrest them. Yeah. 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 She said I mean, it right there. Well, and let's, you know, I looked up the stat, Jay, because you and I talked about this last night. I was like, well, how many people do we have that have these concealed and carried, yeah. you know, licensed permits in the state, right? In the state, which we're just talking about Bernalillo County, but just in the state. Yeah. That graphic shows right there that Ava just popped up. There's been 48,000 permits issued, yeah. which is 2% of the folks in the state. Right. Right. And that's not even in Bernalillo County. That's where this is actually this ban's actually in place right now. Um, you know, and I just think, again, it just blows my mind that she's missing the mark on actually trying to. And it is worth talking about, you know, and you guys just mentioned it. And I think it's worth reinforcing that point. And and, and Ava, we can we can show this as well. And that is, you know, what you need to have here, you know, the, the 15 hours of training, as you guys mentioned, and being 21 years old and in the background checks as well. These are important because these are measures that are significant, right? And what it shows you is people that are willing to go through this effort and do this, I think they, in many cases, they do feel unsafe in this state. And that's why they've taken these measures. And this arguably makes them less safe. So so the very thing she says and, and tries to hide behind trying to do what she can She's just made another step to make this state, this state rather less safe. And, you know, and I went through this program in Colorado back when we worked at the TV station, when I had somebody, a crazy guy that was following me around. I had a bit of a stalker situation that the guy would not leave me alone. And I ended up going through this program um, so I could bring my, bring my God. Yeah, yeah, concealed carry. It's a pretty intense program. I mean, you have to know what you're doing. You're with, you know, I had a lot of extra time that I was out there at the, you know, just going through everything, how to protect the, you know, to take care of my gun, how to shoot it properly, how to store it properly, everything that went with it. And I had grown up within a gun family. I grew up with hunters. I mean, this is kind of, you know, just second nature to me, but I think it's true. You're going through that permitting process for a reason and is because you feel like you have to protect yourself. Right. People feel unsafe and, and. You know, there are are conservatives who believe that New Mexico's concealed carry law goes too far, has too many requirements. We're not a constitutional carry state. Right, right. And for her to go after that is stunning. And then she also talked in her order about they can't bring guns into schools. That's already, that's already, uh, that's already, that's been illegal for 40 years. It's <laughs> right. illegal in federal law and state law. Right. And that goes back to who wrote this, who vetted this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm really upset still. I'm sorry. I'm really upset that this is a public emergency health order. Cause I believe that's the only way that she can get this kind of, um, you know, power, which is still illegal. What she's she, doing. She learned it from COVID. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and by the way, when people say, oh, just calm down, she's only doing this for 30 days, let's not quickly forget that she extended her 30-day initial public emergency health order under COVID for over two and a half years. This woman has no problem extending her, overreaching her power. So that's what I think is, you know, and then like you said, what's next? 
But what's the next amendment? And, and you guys, <laughs> here's, and this is, and we talk about this all the time on this show, and that is, this is the danger of letting somebody have free reign over a government with no accountability from the media. None. Right. So by the time you realize they've gone too far and they're off the rocker, you have problems like this. And finally, we saw some people in this press yeah, start to push back against her and say, wait a minute, th this is over the line. But this is where you get when you get somebody who, A, I think, Jay, you make a good point. I don't think she has people around her and she's not she's not beholden to reelection. So now she's like, I can do whatever I want. And, and so she'll go make, you know. You know, go take these steps. And this is why we say all the time, you have to have a media that's willing to make someone uncomfortable in power all the time, all the time. And the good part of that is you make them better. You make them smarter. You make them button up what they're doing. You make them research what they have to research. And you make sure that you curb their power. That's the way the system works. But she's been out of control with this for five years. And this is what we would hope would be the worst of it, but I don't know that. Who knows what she's got? I don't know because we got a, like the New York, the Supreme Court ruled directly on this issue a couple of years ago. Yeah, and we have that actually. Yeah, it was, this was uh, in 2022. The decision goes. Uh, basically, it says that citizens have the right to constitutionally carry a firearm outside their homes. And, and the the issue there was New York had a very restrictive concealed carry law, which is next to impossible. It's very subjective to get a concealed carry permit. And the Supreme Court said that's unconstitutional. They have to citizens have a right to bear arms in self-defense. Yeah. And that was the first time they'd said that outside the home. Um, the Supreme Court had ruled on it, I believe. I'm not a lawyer, but they they ruled on that. And so you had a lot of states pause their concealed carry and, and reform them because they knew that was going to be unconstitutional. And here you have her putting this out there, which is just as a lawyer, allegedly, she has to know. <laughs> is unconstitutional and, and is willing I mean, to do it anyway. Well, yeah, yeah she definitely it, understands that this is probably not going to hold up. But I think also what was interesting in doing the research for this show, I'm, you know, trying to see, if, can I find out, is it public record? Or have we had violent criminals? Who are the concealed permit holders, right? And I, yeah. I find out that that's not public information. We can't get that. Guess who could, though? Our media. They could keep pushing on her until she gives that information. Right. To it's them. an obvious question. You're targeting concealed carry. Yes. Yeah, so okay, how many so of them commit a crime? Well, 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 do you have this big list of them committing crimes? Yeah, hold on, exactly. hold on. Ava, go back to clip four. Go back to clip four for a second because you guys, she absolutely, she, you know, excuse me, clip, the end of clip three. It's the end of clip three where she's asked. She's asked, w will this help? And she says, no. Yeah. So uh, she well, even I'm admitted sorry. it. No. So, yeah. So how in the world is this even, I mean, the whole thing should have been stopped down right there and she should have been trying to fight her way out of that situation. Right. And, and they should have been going back at her. Well, wait a minute. This is, you know, this isn't going to work. Why are you doing this? This is all for theater. What is happening here? And that's the thing that's so dangerous about this is that and we talked about this in the campaign, that what bothers you so much about the crime issue is her unwillingness to address it or her willingness to make it easier to be a criminal than to be a cop costs people their lives. There's no doubt about it. And so as you go and look at this long term, it's devastating because she's never held to account. Her policies actually lead to people dying. And that's a terrible way to go. And yet there's never any pushback against her. And, and I don't know if that will change this time. And also, again, I don't want to forget the legislature because they're horrendous in right. all of this. Well, and I'm also blaming the voters that voted her back in place, quite frankly. I well, mean, honestly, 
um, you know, you're just as guilty because you voted if you if you voted for a single issue, which I think we probably believe most people that voted for her voted on a single issue. Mm. And obviously you have ignored the rest of the state in our issues, too. I just want to read a couple of quick quotes, you guys, that she has said in this because this is just comical. She says, um, well, she was asked about, you know, how are you going to actually penalize people who get caught with this? And she and she says, well, these are very complicated questions. Well, of course they are. Of course, they're complicated questions. Maybe you should have thought about that before you just. Well, it's complicated when you when you're directly, you know, taking on the, the Constitution. Law. Yeah. And then yeah. she says here, I love this one. Well, the first part is the purpose is to try to create a cooling off period while we figure out how we can better address public safety and gun violence. The cooling off period for rightful gun owners. <laughs> right. well, That's why, what why we're doing. Be this? I mean, uh, early release is a is a may the corrections department can or cannot give give good time. Why don't you just have a cooling off period? We're going to stop releasing violent criminals for early for 30, 60 days. Or how about if you've been yeah. accused of one, we'll actually keep you behind bars for a while so right. you can cool off. How about right. that? I mean, if you use a firearm in a crime, I think APOA put this out. If you use a firearm in a crime and you're arrested, you don't get early re or um, pre-trial release. Yep. But no, we don't want to. That or three strikes, you're out, right? Three yeah. strikes, you're out. Nope. We're not doing that either. Right. And then she says, I love this. She's there's a couple more winners for her that I just have to Okay. Point out. Uh, responsible gun owners are certainly not our problem. They've never been our problem. So what do we... So what are you doing? Yeah. What do, what's this then? I'm super lost on this yeah. one. And then she did wrap up in her last one I'm going to say is she does anticipate a legal challenge, you guys, to this <laughs> order. She says, and I can't tell you that we will win it, given all the different challenges to gun violence laws and restrictions on individual firearm access and control. The point here is, though, if everybody did this and it wasn't legally challenged... You'd have fewer risks on the streets. So listen to what that last sentence is. Put that back up, Ava. It's that last sentence is, listen, if I didn't have to put up with laws and I could just tell you what to do and I could just say, listen, do this and shut up and don't don't challenge this in court. This would be a much better place. That's dictator. Talk. No, that's it reminds me of the Ronald Reagan quote where he said, if fascism ever comes to the United States, it will come in the form of liberalism. Yeah. And you're seeing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. this it's is unreal. it. Oh, it's just I, I have, if someday I hope that she just eats her words. OK, you guys, let's move on. Let's go to Twitter. Because okay. I mean, oh, you mean more reacts to this more yeah. reacts on the Twitter okay. stuff because it is pretty uh, hot and heavy to go. So okay. we're moving on to that. Um, Abe, if you want to go up to 11. We are going to show you first the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office, their response on Facebook, was, which was pretty revealing. Yeah, and, and remember, the Bernalillo County Sheriff is not a Republican. No. And he's a Democrat. And and so what you'll start to see here in this reaction is, I think it's interesting when you start seeing reaction from across the law enforcement community just kind of go, holy cow. Now, Gumshoe Medina was there. He was there sitting <laughs> right next to her. He's like, duh. This sounds good. But I, I, the reaction across the board with a, with a lot of law enforcement has been icy, icy on this. Yeah. Abe, why don't you pull up uh, number 12 for us? Because this is the best part. It says here, however, as the elected sheriff, I have reservations regarding this order. While I understand and appreciate the urgency and that this temporary ban challenges the foundation of our Constitution. And I'm wary of placing my deputies in positions that could lead to civil liability conflicts. That's the other thing here is, you know, she's, you know, 
these guys are not really protected anyway anymore. Well, she eliminated our, their qualified immunity, and right, then right. she wants them to go take away people's, const, you know, yeah. trample on the Constitution. In direct violation <laughs> of the Constitution. And in, in his last line, which you held up on just a little bit, but it is, it, it's by prohibiting law-abiding citizens from their constitutional right <laughs> to self-defense. Like, the sheriff is telling her, you know, her own, a guy is in her own party, and it was you know, much further left than the guy he beat in the election. Right. The district attorney that she appointed here, Sam Bregman, said that he cannot enforce a law that is he believes is unconstitutional. Yeah. Or an, an order that he believes is unconstitutional. That's how out of bounds this is. Yeah. yeah. And, and even I, our mayor, you guys, number 13, Mayor Tim Keller. Yeah, TK. <laughs> what TK The guy that should be doing lots more than he's doing to help <laughs> okay. the crime situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is what he posted out. He says, we welcome meaningful solutions and additional resources to fight crime in Albuquerque. APD is not responsible for enforcing the governor's ban, and our officers will continue to enforce all criminal laws, combat gun violence, and push for needed justice in our city. Well, I think that's it's what's interesting to me <laughs> yeah. from a political inside position is the fight between Keller and the governor. Yeah. The governor's clearly basically taking over his job. He's right. going to appoint a lot, someone on a task force to oversee his air. And in Keller, his statements are, are just that subtle dig there. The first statement, the first night was about, oh, we need to get away from the finger pointing. Yeah. Because there's clearly, they are upset with each other. Right. There's no question. And, and Keller knows he stands for re-election in a few years. Keller's in a dead-end job, so he's got a problem there. And, and, and Keller is a weight on Lujan Grisham. So she's got to create some space in there. Like, she's coming in to Bigfoot him. And he's going to look back and go, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to do this. And, and this is going to be interesting because they start sniping at each other. And, and, and as far as, the you know, Albuquerque goes, you know, that's the core of the – obviously, it's where the core of the population center is. And all these issues that we have center around Albuquerque. And these two were, were thick as thieves a year ago. Not anymore. Uh, no. And, in fact, the first her first statement, which is asinine in the sense that she was calling on Keller to do more – to keep illegal drugs and guns oh from com in, coming into your city. It's like, where, where do you think that's coming from? Yeah, it's yeah. coming like, from the border that you've left wide open. Yeah. You think that's down at Whole Foods? Yeah. Like, just getting shipped in? Exactly. Well, yeah. and then, I mean, now, obviously, this doesn't really impact Lincoln County per se right now because— Although the order is unusual. It's statewide. It is. It is statewide, it but is. it says it's really in effect. I believe you have to have a thousand— Right, like she, they tailored it just so it— to Bernalillo. Yeah, right. it really is just Bernalillo County. For now. But yeah. he also said, right. you know, his post is saying, you know, in response to the governor's recent effort to disarm law-abiding citizens in New Mexico, I offer the following message to the citizens of Lincoln County. Attached is but one of my oaths of office that have been on file in Lincoln County Courthouse for years, and there's no expiration date and no declaration that I will support an unconstitutional mandate or health orders. Oh, believe me, so some hey, of our, POA, this is Michael I mean, Wood, by the POA way. POA said no. essentially this, it, the same thing. And all these law enforcement officers are saying, which is they took an oath to defend the Constitution. So yeah. they're not you're not you're not following a dictator. Yeah. You're not following someone who's shredding the Constitution. You can't or you violate that oath. Yeah. Well, and if you go back, I mean, we don't have to. But when you listen to her original, that longer clip that we play at the very beginning, she said, in my view, as she's talking about the Constitution, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not open for interpretation. Let me, let me ask you something on this for a second. Second term of a governor. We all know that the all-stars come in in the first term, whoever, wherever they come from, whatever. The second term always tends to create more issues because you, you lose your original staff. 
and you bring in a different staff. And you mentioned this a little bit. Do you think now we're just dealing with somebody who flat out has no no guardrails at all well, and, think, and no real good advice coming that, to I her? I mean, that's, I think that's a bigger thing. I mean, the second terms are always, I think, difficult because right. you are having turnover. You got to keep people focused. But I look at how much turnover she's had. Right. And Even I don't in know. The first I mean, term. I don't talk to her staffers. I don't have any super insight up there. But it seems to me like. So, uh, someone like that is not going to have people around them that are going to tell them that are open to give a, a strong opinion so that she can then make the best decision. They just shut up. Yeah. They don't say anything. And anybody who's de- and that is a, that is her and reputation. That's, dangerous. that's yeah. very, it's dangerous for any leader to have that. Right. I, I know we can't talk to any state police officers about this on record, but I can't imagine what they're thinking today because it's obviously their no, job. But, but now. this is all, here's the problem. It is not their job. Now it's all theater. Like she gets up there and says this stuff. There is no enforcement of it. It's not going to make a difference. And, and even if it did, there's no one there to enforce it. So this is all her just doing something to check a box that won't help an Arguably, it will make the states the states streets even less safe. So, so I I really think that there are a lot of people. I think in the state police and in local municipalities are going to roll their eyes and move on. I, who's and going to enforce it? Are we going to think, or do we think somebody's going to come out of the woodwork at, though and file a lawsuit against her? Oh, in this I guess situation? I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen Monday. Oh, I wish yeah. the NRA would have a that thing. That's what I was thinking. It's going to be quickly. somebody's going to be a kind of a bloodbath. Well, and interesting enough, I know this is going to be coming as a big shock to you that crime didn't go down, you guys. What? No. Actually, on the about? day that uh, she signed this order, I found just even just two big, pretty significant crimes. Um, a gentleman that follows our show on Twitter, he sent me this. Um, talking about uh, if her gun bill would have stopped this today. This is a lady who walked in with her gun and mm. she did a, ro- a robbery on the, like, yep. right, you know, the same day that this is all signed. Yep. You move on, Mark, you just talked about this one. This happened today. Yeah. This next one, it's a murder, right? Ha- that literally just happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about this a little bit? Well, no, it's just, it, you know, it's, <laughs> Well, I, all I tweeted was uh, surprised to see that uh, Governor MLG's constitution shredding edict isn't working, uh, but we haven't given up hope. We're waiting for the suspect to sur- uh, surrender with his gun in one hand and his concealed carry permit in the other. Now, I mean, that's one thing that's so obvious to all of us, but it bears saying is that criminals are not, for the most part, going down, get buying, purchasing a firearm after completing a concealed carry permit class. That's not what's happening there because they're. Stolen weapons. Mm-hmm. They're, um, you know, they're they're either they're stolen weapons or they're otherwise ineligible to have it because most are convicted criminals already. And you have the teenagers you referenced that shot up. They're not allowed to be purchasing a handgun no. or handgun ammunition, assuming they have no record until they're twenty one. So they're already violating all sorts of laws. And the idea that this order is going to do anything, again, it goes to the point it's aimed at law-abiding citizens because yeah. that's not where the guns are coming from. And yeah. I really – it falls flat on me when she's saying it's my job to look after the parents of these you know, these yeah. victims. And I have to you know, make sure I'm protecting the Constitution for these guys too. I just – that falls so flat. Well, no, she, but it's a philosophy of I, I will do it. Yeah, right. Like, me, just me, me, said, me, who's going to protect yeah. these people? Yeah. I like, I like the they, government. It needs my. They it, need my attention. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. it's, it's well, the, we do need her attention, but this is not the way to do it. Well, like, this is not even close. No, to and doing she's it this had way. this opportunity to do this. She's been told uh, thousands of times that we need to be tougher on crime. We can't be a catch and release state, but yet we are. And and this not only was something that that's caught attention across the country, but Elon Musk. 
<laughs> tweeted about it last night. Yeah. I mean, look at this tweet. I mean, when Elon Musk is tweeting about you and he said, at the risk of stating what should be obvious, deliberately violating the Constitution is next level illegal. How soon can this person be removed from office? Well, we should touch on that, yeah, by the way. That was okay. My first question. And there is no, so there is no California provision in New Mexico where you get enough signatures on a petition and then you have a recall election. We had that, that was though, blocked. Right? That, that was blocked by the Democrats. Yep, shocking. Yeah. So the question is, Jay, what is the what is the process here? And it's obviously got to go through the legislature. Go through the legislature. So, so that's a non-starter. It's a, it's a non-starter. Yeah, it's non-starter. Like they're not going to yep. remove her. So I think she just has no fear. She just does whatever she wants now. Which I just don't understand. If you break the Constitution, and I believe if I remember right, when you were running, Mark, I looked up what the law said. The governor's number one job was, and that was to protect the people. And this is not protecting the people at all. This is breaking the Constitution. And upholding the Constitution, I think, is number two or three on that list of things you have to do. So, you know, I'm like, you're failing. Okay, I have a fun one to talk about. (laughs) Do you? Yeah, this is on Twitter. I did have to block out uh, some of the verbiage because it's um, some bad language. A little bit of bad language. A little strong, okay. A little strong, but I appreciated where it came from. This was from uh, Phoenix Ammunition. They okay. made uh, they made an uh, announcement. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Is it Phoenix? Do you think it's Phoenix Ammunition? Okay. Until further notice, we will be offering free shipping to all New Mexico customers. Simply select the F off gover- Governor Grisham option at checkout. So basically, th- this was a new approach. I mean, it's a, a solid marketing game plan. Well, I, I took think. advantage of it last night. <laughs> well, done. <laughs> well done. Well done. I think we should give this company all the business we want. So yeah. uh, I highly encourage you guys to check them out if you are looking for ammo because uh, I think that's pretty funny. Actually. No, no, no. I give them a lot of no. credit. So, well, and, and let's so let's kind of shift back here a little bit. And, and I want to kind of discuss with you guys start to kind of step back up to where we could go and and what possible solutions are there to this? Because one of the things you hear from people all the time who are running cover for the governor are, well, there's not, there's not a whole lot she can do. There's just not much she can really do. I mean, this is just, it just really can't be done. And, and, and it's not her fault. This has always been a violent state. And so let's just look at some of the numbers here. And this is a tweet from, uh, I think it was earlier this morning or, or yesterday, but you can see here, Uh, It's important to remember the prison population in New Mexico is down 26% under Michelle Luan Grisham's watch. That's a significant number. One out of every four people that was in prison when she came in is now gone without, you know, without necessarily serving all their time. And obviously catch and release. We don't have bond anymore. Go to stop at that point. Yeah. Prison populations down. When crime is up. Right. So that it's even worse because if, You'd think, oh, well, crime's down. That's why the prisons, there's less people in prison. No, crime's up. The population's down. It has to do with her liberal parole board. It has to do with the judges she's appointed. And that's that's why that prison population's going down. Yeah, and and it's not only that, too. Remember, when we went through the campaign, I want to kind of take you back on a story here, that when we started uh, talking about crime, we ran probably five or six ads on crime. And one of those ads was talking about how she was letting people out on COVID orders for more than two years. Unbelievable. And she only stopped because we called her out on it. We called her out and said, you got to stop. So then the media comes back at us. Yeah, the media fact checked us. us. Yeah. And, said, you and they said, well, no, 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 this is just during COVID. We said, really? Yeah. Who told you that? Yep. Oh, well, she did. Oh, well, turns out. Well, they didn't even ask her. I remember yeah. having a conversation with the reporter and he, well, I don't know. What well, did you ask him? Yeah. 
No. He gets but, quiet. He asks him, oh, yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's unreal. And, and, and so, and, and let, Ava, let's rewind this and let's bring this ad up. So here's the ad that um, this is the ad, I believe, on Omar Manzanilla. So he was the one who got released early and then was part of the largest fentanyl bust at that point in U.S. In history. history. Yep. Take a look here. I'm Mark Ronchetti, and I approve this message. The FBI just had its biggest fentanyl bust in history, right here. The gang told the FBI they're in New Mexico because of our weak laws. That's the Lujan Grisham record. The prison population is down 20% since she took office, and she personally ordered the early release of hundreds of dangerous criminals, even released one of the gang members busted by the FBI, Michelle Lujan Grisham. No wonder criminals choose New Mexico. And, and by the way, the number is twenty six percent. Twenty six. No, I mean <laughs> so we, were, we were always well in bounds. Yeah. Um, there's like you got to think about this for a second. They were they had a million fentanyl pills. Yeah. Omar Manzanilla, the, the the criminal in the ad, he'd already been busted crossing the border with drugs before in Arizona. So there's obviously it's you know, yep. there's a Sinaloa cartel connection. Twenty times. Yeah. And this guy gets arrested. They release him. The Serenios, which was the gang they were going after. They have flat out stated the reason they're in New Mexico, they're mainly in California. Right. They get two strikes in California because there's a three strikes law that was passed 30 yep. years ago by voters in California. It's far stronger than ours. Far stronger than ours. Three strikes in life. Yep. Here, they'll, they'll get two strikes there. And then they, co they come to New Mexico because they know they can commit as much crime as they want. And they get right out of town. And this is a perfect example. So I just think it's important. They had a million fentanyl pills. And people have to realize... That's not some small time dealer. That tells you how yeah. the cartel presence in this state for for them to have a million fentanyl yeah. pills. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, you know, going back to the campaign, you guys, what the biggest frustration thing for me is I'm so lost to this day that crime is one of the biggest issues running in our state. And yet we reelected a woman who did not put forth any crime plan. She Nothing. didn't answer right. for it. She didn't yeah. say that she had any solutions for it. She wouldn't respond to it. She ignored it. All she did was focus on her abortion plan. That was right. it. That's all she focused on. Right. Meanwhile, Mark, well, you didn't do that. Well, and, and that's the problem when you have a politician who cares more than anything else about reelection. So she finds one little issue, one wedge issue she goes for, something that, by the way, the governor can't even legalize on the or, or bar on their own, which is abortion. You can't do that. You have to pass it through the legislature, but whatever. The point being, what you leave behind is horrendous policies that are absolutely dangerous. So Ava, let's go to actually clip 23. So we'll take you to Monique's law too, into, into Monique's story. And, and this is her family. These are Monique's grandparents. So this is another part of this early release epidemic we have that this governor is right in the middle of. So listen to this story. This happened under her watch and because of early release. I'm Mark Ronchetti, and I approve this message. Monique was a very loving woman. Monique was very scared of Beltran. You don't want to show me where you're at? I'll find you myself. I'll kick in your door by myself. Everybody was protecting him. Her life didn't matter. Just weren't able to protect her. The governor absolutely should be held accountable for his early release and feel ashamed. Okay. Monique and, and Carlos Beltran had had dated. Carlos Beltran ends up in jail for a variety of violent crimes. He ends up 
on a ton of phone calls with her, threatening her. He he said what he was going to do to her. He then accumulates good time. He was well, not first entitled he was released to. Once the first time he was released under oh, it absconded right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not it's an outrageous case, and the he um was released early under a COVID order. Immediately absconded on parole. The law is when basically means he ran off. When they tracked him down and arrested him, when he goes back, he's no longer eligible for good time. And that's why Monique's family has a lawsuit against her right now, yeah. against the governor on this issue. The Her liberal parole board gave him good time yeah. and released him early a second time. Yeah. And during, like as Mark was saying, during that interim time, he's threatening her on the on these phone calls, which are all recorded. Yeah threatening to kill her saying he's going to get out, get a gun and kill her. It'd be instructive for the governor to actually listen to those phone calls. Yeah. Cause she'd also learn how someone like that gets a gun very easily. And right. he's saying, it'll take, he didn't go through he's it'll take me a couple hours to get one. Yeah. And it's yeah. a convicted felon yeah. multiple times over, which he did. And then went to her house and killed her and yeah. shot her in the face. And it's a, it's, a, it's a stunning case. And when we bring these cases up, not as like, Oh, I'm bitter that I didn't win or anything else. People have to realize this is why we have the problems we have in this state. And again, we say it time and time again, this should not be political. I don't care what political party you're from. You're a victim of violent crime. You're a victim of violent crime. So go and actually be an honest broker, sit down and figure out how to keep people in jail, which we can do. And we'll go through those suggestions in a second and and realize that you have the protection of the people of the state of New Mexico on your shoulders. It's clear we don't have a governor that cares about that, but we have to now care about that. We have to get educated and we have to start putting pressure on our legislators and say, cut the crap with all the stuff you guys do and actually pass laws to keep people behind bars that are doing harm to people in our community. and she needs to be held accountable for it. The media needs to hold her accountable. I mean, she released that, did that over and over again. They're clearly breaking the law with the parole board and to, to release early. And we saw that what the effect of that is not only in this case, but the uh, population down 26% right. in prisons, but she's never called on that. Yeah. No. And I, and I, I mean, think what's even frustrating for me is, you know, I go to bat. I know this will shock you guys. I go to bat with people on Twitter <laughs> who uh, defend her. It's always, it's, it's shocking. I think it's, you guys did you shocked. convince them all already? No, I thought I you did. would have convinced them all. I swayed everybody over to our <laughs> side. Don't you worry that crime actually should. Ref- it does reflect back on your leadership, whether it's your mayor, your governor, whoever, your legislators, whoever is creating po- policy is responsible. Well, and I, I mean, don't know why people don't get that. I think a lot of people do get it. Well, but not on the people I that mean, I'm arguing I with. I just <laughs> think it's it's because she has such control as governor. I mean, you, there are a lot of complicated issues in you know public policy and politics. Crime really isn't one of them. Right. Like you gotta lock up bad guys. You gotta let police officers do their jobs and get bad guys off the street um for substantial time and have consequences. Yeah. And when you don't do that, this is what you get. And I think the thing that's frustrating to me, obviously, is because I'm going to bat again saying, you know, you guys, she didn't show any sort of plan. Right. No, no crime plan. Right. And Mark did. And they're like, well, we never saw his crime plan. Right. And we never heard him talk about crime. I'm like, well, then you either had your head buried in the sand because it's basically I feel like all we talked about was crime. Right. I guess we need another 10 million. I know yeah. we didn't need another <laughs> no, 10. Well, no, we needed like a half hour special to go through it <laughs> here. I mean, here's the crime plan. And. And realistically, this is not complicated stuff. I mean, we all sat down, Jay, and and, and kind of hashed this stuff out. And a few things that we can do. So I, I want to kind of turn this discussion a little bit to we all know what she's doing now is is political theater. It's ridiculous. It's it's 
It is incredibly manipulative and it's, it's stupid. But what can we actually do? So when we talk about, you know, ending catch and release, ending sanctuary city policies, these are things that can be done. There's no doubt they can be done right away. And, and, and toughening our three strikes law, you mentioned the California law is much tougher than ours. Our three strikes law doesn't include things like rape. Yeah, I mean, it's basically I, it's, it's I don't know that anyone's no one, I believe, has ever been tried under the three strikes law yeah. in New Mexico because it's it's in name only. Yeah. So then so then what is what does it really mean? Well, what three strikes laws would mean is if you commit three violent felonies upon the third conviction, you spend life in prison. That's I mean, period. And and I think those are the sort of things we have to push for as a state and, and go to your legislators and go to the governor and say, sign this because there's no reason for this not to happen. And we don't secure the border. That's only gotten worse. I mean, that is stunning. And you had the briefing, I think, by federal officials right. um, where they say how much of the murders in Albuquerque are cartel related. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a stunning staggering. number. So yeah. for her to go out there in this order and say, we need more help from the feds. When she is ordering law enforcement not to cooperate with ICE yep. when they arrest someone for a crime. And that's why you just had the, the one of the Juarez cartel members who murdered nine Mormon Americans in um, in Mexico yep. flee here. Yeah, he and right here. here. They got him here. I mean, yep. we all know what law enforcement's like in Mexico, non-existent. Yep. But they thought they were safer here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that says it all. That's it the really reputation does. that we've yeah. gotten. So no. another great... Benchmark for us, guys. And well, what yeah. it means is you take this person who's been, you know, any cartel members that they're here, here illegally, if they get arrested here, they're just going to get released again. Yeah. The feds will never be notified. So a hold can be put on them and they can be deported or, or the feds can prosecute. They do not allow the feds to know. So they just release them right back out on the streets a couple of hours later. So let's let's talk oh, one other thing, too, on the Monique uh, front, Monique Gonzalez front. There are a few things, too, there that can be done. First of all, the parole board, we should have access to, to be able to review all those phone calls so that you know what people like Carlos Beltran are saying before they get let out. I mean, uh, that happening with, with with a parole board that has no clue it is ridiculous. And also transparent auditing of good time calculations so that you know when someone may be released. I mean, the Gonzalez family had no idea. Yeah, they didn't have any idea. And if they would have had to public publicize that information, basically show your math yep. on the good time, it would have been very clear they're violating they the law, yep. which they got caught on. Daniel Chacon finally flushed it out of them. They clearly broke the law by giving that much good time. Yeah. And finally, webcasting all parole board hearings. Let's see what these guys do. And believe me, she's appointed people that have no business on a parole board. Right. And one of the things, uh, like you mentioned on the phone calls with Monique's Law, is the parole board should have to certify that they've reviewed those those phone calls. Because yeah. you can do it with AI. They can do different right. things, but they need Keywords to certify and, that, yeah. that, they've, yeah. that those, they've been reviewed. Well, yeah. and I remember you guys had talked about, too, something very similar to that is can, can there not be systems put in place where those key words are even just tracked? Absolutely. Right. And they are in, in other places in the federal system. There are KOAT, I think, did a story on that and showed how that's being utilized in other places. Well, we and just why, don't do it here. You know, and, and we have one of the fattest budgets right now that we've ever had. So why don't we throw some money where it actually will impact and help our crime situation. There's no doubt. There's, there's more money than we know what to do with. And and so these are steps that need to be taken. But right now, that doesn't appear 
to be of any interest. I mean, I guess, you know, the thing that's frustrating to me is I feel like voter education, which we've talked about, Jay and I specifically had numerous (laughs) conversations about this during the campaign because I was so adamant that about we, you know, talking so much about certain issues because I felt like. People don't maybe know or maybe they're just busy and they're living their lives and they're just, you know, they're just kind of, I don't know, they just don't pay attention until the very last minute or they vote the way they've always voted. I don't know. But I will say there is no time like the present for people to be really paying attention to how this is directly correlated to the people that you put in office and how your voting actually makes a huge difference. So again, as Marcus said a thousand times, and I will repeat, put down your jersey because it doesn't matter anymore. Because the, 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 this is not about what is your favorite team. It's about who will put policies in place to protect you, to protect your businesses, and to protect your kids. Oh. You know? Okay, so before we wrap here, um, I, I guess, where do you guys see this going? What what do you think's gonna? Where do we go from here? Does well, I mean, I hope this? and I expect that this that you know if a federal judge will throw it out right away, you, right. you would hope that. I think politically, it's a big mistake, a big mistake. And she can sit there and go, "Well, I'm playing to my base." And where's when the people who's who feel like their rights are being threatened get very active. And we saw this during the campaign with people who felt abortion was being threatened. So her doing this is going to animate um, people. And I think she doesn't understand like who around Albuquerque have concealed carry permits and who's carrying otherwise. And they're not a bunch of Republicans. Right. They're, they're people who are scared because she has failed to protect the city between her and Keller. And so that's why they're caring. And I think it's going to backlash onto them. It seems very out of touch um, because they know everyone knows that criminals aren't following this. And so I think politically it's going to backfire. I don't think national Democrats or any Democrats are going to appreciate this either because the next time they, we say, no, they're coming for your guns. They want all your guns. The next time they put, oh, we just want a background check. Yep. She is going to be the Front poster girl for it yep. because look what she did. And, yep. and that's no, it goes back to Al Gore believing that's what cost him the election against Bush. Like is it was the gun control issue. And so I don't think national Democrats are going to really appreciate that too much either. Well, and I think it's, you know, it's interesting that they always put the gun control issue on the Republican side. And, and we know personally that there are just as many Democrats that are gun owners, lawful gun owners, and they want to protect their second amendment rights just as much as a Republican. The, 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 this the, is not a Republican and, and Democrat. Issue. There's a higher percentage of households that have firearms in New Mexico than in Texas. Yeah. And and I think that's why I think it's a big political mistake. Mm-hmm. She did. There's a reason she wasn't talking about this stuff during the campaign. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, There's a reason that she's doing this during her second term. Yeah. As you look back at this, you look back at an overstep, which the likes I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen an overstep like this since I've lived in New Mexico from a governor. And it's because it's on an issue where she has so clearly decided she doesn't want to solve the issue. She, you know, we're we're a sanctuary state. We're a state where we're, we're effectively we turn you right back out on the street here, and she could have an opportunity to address those issues. And instead, she's going after lawful gun owners, and and so she knows it's going to get thrown out. But I think the most discouraging point in this, and some of this gets back to the Biden administration too. Everything to them is a political play, really is a PR play. 
It's not about solving problems for families that need it. It's not about creating safer neighborhoods or putting more money in someone's pocket or having a better education. They don't care about any of it. They don't care about a more secure border. They don't care. They care that the border looks more secure. They care that it looks like she's trying to take a gun off the street. She cares that you give more money to education, even though there are no better results. This is all theater. And it's a complete failure. And if we don't start electing people who are actually interested in results instead of a career where they get to stand up and pontificate as a little tin pot dictator, then we're never going to go anywhere. And and to me, that's what's so discouraging. Well, and I hope that people will remember this. I mean, but I got to be honest. You know, I thought people would remember the fact that she did this before. She overstepped and overreached her power during COVID. And I thought people would remember that during the election, but suddenly they forget that situation or they forgive it or they think whatever they think. I don't even know. So I just hope that folks remember that she does believe in overreach of power and she won't be the last Democrat now because she has set a new precedent. So whoever comes in after her, if they are a Democrat, well, look what they think that they well, can do you too. Would hope the one thing that's different on COVID is in COVID, she said, well, this will fight COVID right here. She's, she's flat out saying this won't do anything on crime. Right. Like she's unreal. And I don't know whether I admire that about her (laughs) or whether she's just an idiot. Like she literally I would love for a Republican to have a press conference and say, yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Republicans like, yeah, yeah. Look, I know this isn't going to solve the problem, but if we can do this, maybe nobody will call me on it and we can just do it. (laughs) Like that's what she's saying. You're like, wait a minute. What what is this? Is she, is she waking up today feeling dumb? You guys, does she feel like maybe I overreached here or is she like, no, this is how much much information flows to her. How much does she feel this? I don't know, but I think she truly wants to ban guns. Yeah. Period. Oh, yeah, for and sure. like, that's why, I mean, and that yeah. this is it, it's proving it was a lie before when she did the red flag and right. the mm-hmm. universal background check that right. what she really wants is to ban guns. And she believes in that. And that's why she's doing it. And, and, and the reality of the situation is because of the way she's done things, she, she now leaves herself in, in a very unique situation. I mean, I wonder if this morning she didn't call it. I mean, like, does Trudeau call her this morning? He's like, oh, nice job. You know, like, I mean, who's the guy she's talking to about this? Newsom? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. So, Well, we'll keep you guys posted on how this uh, yeah. shakes out because obviously it's not even remotely over. And, yeah. uh, Jay, we appreciate you coming in and. Yeah, we only bring you in when things have really hit the fan. Yeah. And uh, we've been bringing you <laughs> and in you can't fairly get anyone regularly. else in here on Saturday. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. No, just kidding. No, no. we'll see you back here on Thursday. We're going to talk on Thursday about we're going to kind of turn a little more uh, to the federal level and, and, and what's going to happen on that front and, and what is happening on that front. Again, you know, what you saw from this governor is not only did she she's blaming Keller for what he's not doing in the city. She's blaming Garland and the feds for what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got fingers pointed everywhere except for at herself and what she could have done. And and so, you know, again, we say it a million times, but we have a media organization right now in, in infrastructure in the state of New Mexico that has to hold her accountable, has to. And, and if they don't, get ready. It's going to keep going. So thanks very much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at No Doubt About It Podcast. No Doubt About It. The No Doubt About It Podcast is a Choose Adventure Media production. See you next time on No Doubt About It.